Awesome date. July 16th, 1988. Awesome topic. Tokyo and the upcoming Olympics. Penis. This is the awesome cat. Keep that one. Keep that one. This is the awesome cast. Penis. This is going to be the best awesome cast ever. Sorry to say, in case you haven't heard the news, You're already dead. Tokyo just exploded. I don't know. This might be our last podcast. Bit being in 1988. We don't live you don't in actually Tokyo. have. Well, no, that's why we're not dead, idiot. <laughs> this is to get the words out. Good point. Because the World War Three just started, and we here are on the news forefront because nobody else has been podcasting yet but the world of turmoil this just might be the last awesome cast your podcast for everything awesome i'm basil i'm real i'm kevin am i really in this shit Uh, you are now you're in shit all right i am in shit (laughs) and i'm dj and that's us so, setting back once more in the Casa of the Inebito. The best concert ever. Kicking back, talking in front of microphones, and pretty much keeping it real. Or possibly fictional. Hard to tell. The world may never know. I'm not sure if I know. But, what I do know, there's, you can always check the website, awesomecast.com. We've got our whole show index of awesome. We can check out our previous shows. If you've just recently stumbled upon us, we've got an email that you can email us at awesomecast at gmail.com or even send us a Google Wave at awesomecast at googlewave.com. We're on the forefront of technology here. We are. Because we're here before podcasts really exist. Oh, yeah. Or Google. Or or, uh, or the MP3 format, really. Exactly. I mean... Or you can send us a voicemail on the Awesome Line, 209-AWESOME-LINE, or 209-676-5463. Use it. Give us an excuse to play your voicemail on the air. If you're a hot lady, call and moan and breathe heavy into the microphone or your phone. You can reasonably approximate a hot lady. Cleveland, don't try that. (laughs) Just straight up just... Just don't. Give us a real voicemail. So, how's everyone doing today? Okay. I am fine. Fine. Fine is good. That That's that's excellent. I'm not sick. That's, that's uh, important. Yes. Being sick is important. Not being sick is important. Being well, healthy, and whole, and be able to do things is very important. Indeed. And then watching James play Cynthia the Night. It's true. While we're talking... Yes, it is obviously very important. It is very it important. Is. And well, hit- I mean, I am playing as Richter, which is basically something in like hard mode. It so, is. Yeah. We're up to like 20 deaths now. No, no, it's more like 7. No. Not 20. I'll actually think 20 four, by the time this podcast is over. So Probably this is. He is playing Richter and Cynthia the Night, so. Richter kind of blows. He don't blow. I mean, if he's in a regular Castlevania game, he'd be cool, but this is like yeah. Metroidvania, and he doesn't level up, he doesn't have any cool weapons, and, and he can't turn into a bat or shit, so. Or shit, for that matter. Yeah. Like, he, he literally he, can't take a shit in the game. 
No, you can't. you can't. You can't even sit down, and Alucard can totally sit down. That's true. Sometimes he confesses sins. Sometimes. Sometimes he gets stabbed in the face by a gigantic knife. It happens. But now on to. We should we do a moment of awesome or world of awesome first. Whichever. Mini miny hamsters. In your face. We'll do World of Awesome. Electronic Gaming Monthly. But it's coming back. Better than ever. Wow. Yeah, Steve Harris is taking that shit by the horns. Yes. Steve Harris was like the original guy who started EGM way back in the day. Until he sold it to Ziff Davis. Then Ziff Davis finally closed it down. So then he bought it back. And he's pretty much bringing a lot of people who used to work for either EGM or 1UP. Like, uh, Dan Su, or as people knew him as Shu, he was, like, the editor for many, many, many years. Yeah. I better have some Sushi X. <laughs> I'm sure we'll have all sorts of things. Uh, they, uh, sushi X better make it back. They just, uh, Steve. <laughs> it's true. Ryan O'Donnell and Matt Chandernay, the guys behind, um, now known as Co-op, but was, when they were with 1UP, it was called the 1UP Show. They're also, uh, just climbing on board to do some of their online content. So it pretty much means that as many people as they have been able to get from the old crews, they're they're getting back what's more. Which is kind of nice to know, you know, a magazine actually happening again instead of another magazine closing down. Yeah. Because it yeah. happens all the freaking time. Yeah. So, best wishes for EGM. I'm sure I'll be getting a subscription. Well, one of the coolest things about EGM to me was uh, back in the day... Like, you'd go through it, and they had all the import games, too. Like, yeah. you could see all these fucking awesome anime-based PC Engine games. And I'd be like, what the fuck is that? What the fuck's a PC Engine? I want one. <laughs> and hey, they always had the latest in Street Fighter news. Yes, it's also true. That's why Street Fighter Four broke in EGM. Meanwhile, Tokyo Pop is back in the news. Uh, go to hell, Tokyo Pop. Apparently do a, during a webinar... What the hell is a webinar? I'm guessing it's a seminar on the web. Sounds like Red Kami talk to me. Well, what it was. It was with the a, web. <laughs> what is this internet you speak of? It was by old, good old DJ Stu Levy, who's also the founder and CEO, and editor Lillian Diaz Dash. Are they who I send my hate mail for? No more Full Metal Panic. Novels? Yes. Okay. But who knows, maybe they'll get a fan translator to do it. Because that's what they're looking into. Fan translations. Really? He said he'd be... Uh, Levy said that he'd be curious to see if fan translators would be interested in translating work for Tokyo Pop. He said he was interested in how fan translators, professional translators, and fans would feel about that idea. I just died. God damn James That's how good died. of an idea that is. It makes me die. He apparently is currently talking with partners of a scanlation website regarding the idea and see if teaming up is a possibility. Now, they do mention that this is for Center using scanlations only for titles that are on hiatus due to low sales. Yeah. So it doesn't sound like they're going to pay these people very much. But I guess getting paid somewhat for the work they've already done is better than nothing. I think as a... I think if I was a professional translator, this would piss me the hell off, but... Probably. Uh, that's what I would assume, but... Then again, professional translators are probably already pissed off at Tokyo Pop anyways. Or just people in general. I mean, Tokyo Pop's in... But then, you know, again, sort of a... This is a quick, you know, and slippery slope here. Right. Because... For one thing, you know, Tokyo Pop's obviously... They're not doing this because they think that by hiring the scanlators, they'll be able to stop scanlations. They're just trying to get things on the cheap. Yes. Like, there's a there's a major difference in what they're trying to do as opposed to other people who are using, um, who would actually fish the fan translators for actual talent to do actual translator work. Which has happened in the past. Yeah. It just sounds like, once again, where Tokyo Pop has, like, you know, made cheaper, um, cheaper stock of paper... Yeah. 
instead of importing things, uh, importing the actual books and everything, they would actually, um, where they actually get the master copies of the um, stuff, the scripts and not scripts, but um, the actual comics. Right. They would just import um, of the volume, throw it in the microwave to unseal it, and then use that as the basis. That ain't right. Yeah, they used to nuke books. Yeah. To uh, okay. save money, because... Come to think of it, I haven't gave, bought anything from Tokyo Pop recently. Well, that's because all the good licenses gets eaten up by either Delray or Viz. Even Bandai. Or... Full Metal Panic novels, the last thing I bought was a Full Metal Panic novel. Well, probably the last one I'm yep. going to see. Dark Horse. Pretty much all the other people who have actual money have been pretty much buying up everything. Oh, and the Impress. The Impress has been doing a pretty good job yes. at it, too. Because they've got the uh, guy who used to run stuff for Barnes & Noble. So he's got the mad connections. However, I hope your Gonzo DVDs are doing okay. Because they're no longer taking your calls. This in from Can Dogs. Gonzo has announced they will cease all telephone customer support for their DVD releases starting this month. What kind of customer support can you get for a DVD? I mean, do you like do they get people calling asking which episodes of Strike Witches has naked lollies in them? You just might. Uh, maybe they didn't know how to press play. Maybe. Uh, well, that would fit with the general uh, quality of your typical serious Gonzo fan. Uh, that's a... But you know, but you can still you can still get customer support um, by using their contact page on their website and send an email. So you can ask them via email how they get to the naked lollies. Oh, that's good. And maybe they'll send an email response, burn in hell, end yourself, just hug your hug pillow, <laughs> whatever. I don't know. What Marry your video game character, fanboy. God, someone married their freaking Love Plus. When we talked about Love Plus on the podcast, that wasn't an okay. <laughs> that wasn't justification to marry a video game character. There are some video game characters I love very much. More so than I should probably like a fictional character. But I would not try to marry them. That was wrong, and you should feel bad. And your wife, too. <laughs> With every other gamer. That's right. Meanwhile, ADV's back. I mean, Section 23 is back in the news. With their Sentai Filmworks and Switchlight Pictures labels. Which mean ADV. But we all knew that already. Uh, a, a, I mean, not ADV. <laughs> Sentai Filmworks has announced some anime for February. One is the Skull Man, which the is actually Skull Man, which is actually a pretty good show, um, based off an awesome, awesome old manga made by one of the one of the greats in, of the past, Shotaro Ishinomori, creator of Common Rider and Cyborg Zero Zero Nine, and yeah. amongst other things. Also, if you ever remember um, back in Nintendo Power, they had this awesome link to the past manga. Oh yeah, that was also totally was him. him. Yes. Yeah. Wow. So, it's a neat little dark, dark show. It was actually made by Studio Bones as sort of an alternate telling of the, of the Skullman story, which actually turns into a prequel to Cyborg 009. And that's really about the best thing you can ask for. I'm really hoping they include the live-action episode Zero, which was surprisingly awesome for one random little bit of prologue live-action show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're also putting out the second um, collection of Two Love Rue to finish it off. So for yeah. those who don't have taste, you can finish up your collections. They and released if you, the first collection? I don't uh, remember I get, seeing it. Uh, well, this is a Two Love Rue collection, too. Oh, wait, too. they are releasing it, I think, next week. Well, then there you go. Uh. If you find you like this show, never fear the second volume is coming. But you could instead... By something good, like Maria Plus Holic. I never really warmed up to that, to be honest, but, yeah. Well, Maria Plus Holic is sort of a... Is, like, this extra special butterfly that 
that uh, Shaft has done, Studio Shaft has done. Yeah, I mean, I'm normally like, a Shaft fan, but not... This one's extra mean. Yeah. It's Oron for boys. I don't know if I would I would say even that. say with Oron for boys, it's pretty much... It's Yuri parody, but in a vein of, like, a really mean, like, set of sketches. Yeah, it's... It, I'd like it better if they were not making the, you know, the nice lesbian girl the butt monkey of the show. Are you kidding? That's what makes the show. That's what puts me off of it. Okay. Well, that's the trick, is that if you can handle, you know, the main two characters of the show, the show is amazing and funny. If you can't, then you might as well just give up. So, that is the... That's the trick. If you like it, you're going to really like it. If you're not going to like it, you're going to hate it. It's love... That one, that one of those love hate series. Yeah. yeah. To be fair, it's I'm kind of in the minority of the people who dislike it in my social circle. So every so often, you just run into an anime that's not for you that may not necessarily actually be bad. But you know. But hey, at least we know that ADV is still kicking, and some for another are actively licensed things. Some Rainbow's Holiday came out just earlier this year. Yep, that's new. That's a pretty new show. So, the fact that they're getting this out by February, that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. I mean, even if it's subtitle only, I don't know if it is for me or not, but I would not be surprised since they're probably doing this on the cheap. But who in the world really needs a show that's so full of, you know, Japanese culture it's a, jokes yeah, it's a to very, really need a dub? There's going to be a lot of liner notes. It's a very Japanese show. I hope there's a lot of liner notes. It, it's one of those shows that really could use it. But I don't know if they'll actually spend the money to make it happen. Like, AD used to be really good at things like, if not including liner notes on the, uh, as actual notes that you would keep with the DVD as an insert, but they were really, pretty, at least pretty good about doing, like, extra, saw, like, audio tracks. I only ever saw Animego do that. Well, yeah, Animego's, Animego's the best at liner notes. Yeah. Like, the, the best. But. Indeed. They were the king of liner notes. So, I guess we'll move on to a moment of awesome. Moment of awesome. It's a moment of awesome. It was so awesome, I almost forgot my song. So, what have you been doing that's awesome? I got Jack. No, that's not entirely true. Started watching Ultraman Mobius. It's Ultraman. It's fucking awesome. Okay, fan sub only. Um... I don't know. I grew up on Ultraman. Giant space alien guy fights monsters. Weird little human science guys help out and do science with all caps in the explanation point. And yeah, it's uh, it's pretty much more of that. I don't really have much. I've got no new games. I'm you know I'm just uh, I'm going back through old stuff. I remembered I like Ultraman. Uh, Ultraman and his family are kind of like the Green Lantern Corps of Japan. They just go around and fight aliens being mean to people. That's cool. Yeah, and they shoot little laser beams from her hand. Will Smith is a big fan. Oh, man, what happens if Will Smith ever gets a hold of the license? And I would Will Smith fully thing? endorse that. I would fully endorse a Will Smith Ultraman. If he was in it in any way, shape, or form, or even just wanted to put it together, I would feel comfortable with that. Okay. That would be... I would like it if you... Kind of like it if you played Ultraman. Or at least the human host or human disguise. Right. That Ultraman always has. Because, you know, it's like you can only be the giant, cool, space monster fighting guy for like three minutes. Then the little light in his chest starts flashing. And that tells you he's, you know, running out of juice. Maybe they can get like the Black Ranger to like Mm. be in the suit as long as he's not like in jail. (laughs) (laughs) I I think he got off. I'm, I'm not sure. Oh, okay, well, then. I'm a little fuzzy on that. I, I really honestly haven't been following the story, but I haven't seen anyone offering up the news either. So, maybe we should look into that. I don't know. But. Actual news reporting? <sighs> Whatever. Yeah, yeah, that's silly. Yeah, that, that sounds like work. <laughs> yeah, we just not like I mean, I can know, do just... more than check Twitter or the Anime News Network. <laughs> that's. <laughs> Brad, what, what you got? <laughs> Well, I've finally taken the dive into this current generation of uh, video game systems, and I bought a Wii a few weeks ago. 
And the story behind that's kind of interesting. I was invited to, uh, I got a thing in the mail, basically an invitation to uh, the Rewards of Customer event that took place, I think, a week before Black Friday at Best Buy. It was the Sunday before Black Friday, I believe. And um, all throughout the uh, the two-hour session, every 15 minutes they were uh, calling out numbers for tickets that were given to people at the door for $50 gift cards. And mine happened to be the last number called. So with a $50 gift card in hand, that finally uh, spurred me to actually buying a Wii. And... I bought a game with that, uh, Phantom Brave, which I haven't played much of yet because I'm still uh, working on another um, NIS RPG. I still need to finish the first Artanelico on PS2. But um, buying that game along with the system triggered something in the system where I got another $20 gift card on top of that, so I used that to pay for a Wii Points card. So I walked out of there with... Uh, about $260 worth of merchandise for less than $200. That's and that made good. me feel pretty awesome. So that you was my moment of awesome for November. Bastard. So what Wii games or what not so Wii games have you been playing on it so far? I haven't actually been playing the Wii much. Uh, I've basically been testing out my games. I really need to start Twilight Princess pretty soon. And uh, I got Smash Brothers Brawl because I like that game so much. It's but nobody else played nobody. Purchase. Yeah, but no, not many people play it anymore. But I still want to play it, and I want to do the Subspace Emissary. So, um, but I'm going to concentrate on getting my PS2 games out of the way first before I really take the the dive into the Wii. So, there you go, Ivan. In the world of crazy Dan Brown meets Xeno Gears. World that is Assassin's Creed 2. It is a wonderful, wonderful game. Might be my favorite game this year, I'm not sure yet. But if you play the first one, it's merely the tech demo or the outline, the rough outline they use to create this actual game. The running around the city is better, the assassinations are better, it's not nearly the repetitiveness. It's got lots of extra stuff to do. A lot of it's actually interesting. It's pretty much the game just better in every way imaginable. The soundtrack is top-notch. It's good stuff. people speak in Italian. Oh, yeah, people totally speak in Italian. Like, apparently the new Animus is slightly glitchy. They're still working the translation, you know. But sometimes they can only give it to you subtitled. Yeah, that's weird. They actually mentioned the subtitles. Is that actually their, really? uh, their in-game explanation? Yeah. That's funny. I remember them saying in the first game something about, you know, how you, you might hear uh, you might hear them say something that sounds a little too modern, but that's just your brain interpreting the period dialogue. But, yeah, uh, this one, it kind of just, it just dumps you in with Italian, and then give, you can read the subtitles for it. You know, I'm actually all for that. One, <coughs> not least of which is I kind of understand a little bit of Italian. But, uh... Buongiorno. Like, there are some complaints that that when they speak Italian, they speak modern. Hey, yo! I'm Italian! You know? Me, Mario! Well, I'm actually kind of used to classic opera Italian, so maybe that won't help. (laughs) But I hear that's closer to when you actually put language track to Italian. Mm -hmm. But the Italian voice actors aren't very good. Ah, oh well. So, but, I mean, it's, I mean, the voice... You got the voice actor of uh, Chris Redfield from Resident Evil 5 to be Ezio, which is amazing because Ezio's really well done. <laughs> like, he's like the opposite of what you'd expect out of a, someone voicing a Resident Evil character, which makes you wonder if they actually tell people to act badly in Resident Evil games. I think they do. Like, I would actually not be surprised at this point if they tried to actually make people sound more like they're in a B movie. Well, you know, the fans expect it. And then you have you know, the un, you know, undomitable Noah North as Desmond Miles. Noah North has done such roles like you know, Desmond Miles from Assassin's Creed. Nathan Drake from Drake's Fortune. Or Uncharted, sorry. It's a series. Right. He was also the guy in Shadow Complex. You know, the main character who looks just like Nathan Drake from Uncharted. <laughs> yeah. 
the man's like in everything nowadays. Pretty much, if you have a sort of a smart ass, like you know, every man, it's not North. Ah, I thought I recognized him. Yet he's not up for a VGA, hmm. but like the guy from Transformers is. The guy from Transformers. Like, it's Sh- it's Shayla Buffin. Yeah, I mean, like yeah. the the actual like he's the voice in the game, so yeah. he gets these up. Well, that ain't right. Like he's not, uh, or no, Nor North isn't nominated. Was nominated. Mark Hamill wasn't nominated. Really? Yeah. That's that ain't right. Like the VGAs was like this is totally rigged. This is a sham. Well, again, it's it's Spike TV, and what so is? they're trying to like you know appeal to the Spike TV audience, as opposed yeah, to actually award people who really them, are so. worthwhile. Yeah. So I'm actually trying to make an actual video game awards. It's more like. Video Game Awards, if you watch Spike TV. Video Game Awards for people, Spike TV viewers would think we're cool. Yeah. Pretty much. Right, they, uh, call it, I bet Modern Warfare 2 like it's best RPG or something weird like oh. that. Yeah, probably. <laughs> but speaking of things that people think are cool, there are certain animes out there that even if you're not an anime nerd or otaku or whatever you want to call yourself... You're just like a comic book nerd or just a general sci-fi nerd. There are movies you've seen. We've talked about one of them, which is Ghost in the Shell, and another one, Fist of the North Star. Yeah. So we decided to find a complete the trilogy with the classic 1988 work by Otomo, Akira. So, there was this uh, anime, I don't know if you ever heard of it, by uh, Katsushiro Otomo, called Akira. It was a manga, set in Neo-Tokyo, had some guys yell names at each other. I don't know, not ringing any bells, basically. On motorcycles, too. Motorcycles, that were, for the sound clips, they used a combination of a... was it a Harrier Jet and uh, Harley Davidson? Maybe. Sounds right. Sounds right. Yeah. But you haven't heard of it, so we're going to no, tell you all I about have no it. idea what this is. Um, yeah, I mean... Akira what? You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Nobody's Akira. watched this movie. Ever. 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 You know, we shouldn't make fun. There's probably some, like, Narutard sitting around home who have somehow stumbled on this podcast going, What the hell's Akira? I have not heard of such strange things. Yes. But I believe it. You better believe it, Naruto. Believe it. Hey, guys, I'm Timmy. How are you guys? Oh. <sighs> so, apparently at some point, this manga, Kira, is pretty popular. Ran for six giganto volumes. And These are gigantic volumes. Like, the in the middle of them making this manga, I guess they decided that let's dump a crap ton of money and make a super mega blockbuster movie out of it. And so they did. They did. Like, they did, so, like, things that you normally didn't see in anime, like, actual lip-syncing. Yeah. And, uh, and animating everything. Everything. Like, this was a production that was so crazy, they got, like, you know, 
as many freaking people to work on it as possible. Like, Toho and Get Pioneer, which eventually turned into Jet Gideon, and all sorts of, like, Sunrise were involved. And, sorry, no, sorry, not Sunrise, but Bandai was, Kodansha. Managing Broadcasting System. The uh, Laser Disc Corporation. The Laser Disc yeah, Corporation. Yeah, not just a laser disc, the Laser Disc. You know, the guys who invented yeah, Laser uh, Disc. Probably the most uh, prominent one, Tokyo Movie Shinsha. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Those guys, they're not, they're not important. So they decided <laughs> to take this six-volume manga, which, by the way, the last two volumes weren't, weren't even written yet. Yeah, I think they're only about volume four when they did this. You know, so they made a movie. And honestly, the amazing thing is is that it was actually, the movie was really good by itself. Like, normally, when you have these crazy compilations, you have things like X, the movie. Where it's... Let's not talk about that. No, I'm going to talk about that. Mm. Where they trump out the characters, here's the character, now they die. Yeah, it's got great animation, but it doesn't make any sense. Or most any movie based on a fighting game. Uh, I mean, or think about things like the Escafloni movie. Yeah, that was just kind of like... Well, you know, the original Street Fighter movie, that was a work of art. Not so much the Legend of Chun-Li movie, though. But, you know, there's a lot of anime movies that are, you know, that try to summarize the manga or the anime or whatnot that, you know as sort of, not only a compilation, but as a re- new retelling, and fall flat on their face, and it's really crap. Or just not nearly, or it's weird, or whatnot. I mean, it's very rare to get an actual movie that can tell a similar, if still different story, and pull it off. And Akira does that. Surprisingly, it's not the same story as you get in the manga. There are no. several, several key differences. They come, they do a, they you know, there are a lot of plot lines they drop. They focus more on the essentials. Well, it may help that both the 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 manga and the movie. The movie was directed and written by the writer of the manga. Yeah, that's true. So he definitely Katsuhiro Tomo. Definitely he he got to spin it the movie version of his story. Basically, he, he pared it down to what he thought was important, and he did a good job. And so, and we got, the, and of course, this is one of those films that everyone has seen. Chances are, if you've listened to this podcast, you probably have seen it, unless you were me and two weeks ago, <laughs> as that was my dirty fanboy secret. Until a couple weeks ago, before this podcast, I had never seen Akira. I had read the manga, but I've never actually saw the film. I think the, uh, the the anime has a little bit of a bias, or maybe that's just to me, but the... Because the way I first saw it was the old Streamline Pictures dub. Yeah. Well, actually, it was pre-Streamline, but you got it under the Streamline label. Right. And it, it was... Let's be fair. It wasn't that good of a dub. It not... It just... It wasn't. But it had Cam Clark. Yeah. I mean, Leonardo... A lot of streamlined stuff had Cam Clark, and yes, he was okay. Sometimes even wonderful. But he did, was one man. Did he ever go, brother? No. No. No, no, he didn't. He no. did not. It's, it's a shame, really, because, you know, that, that was awesome. But, <laughs> like, did, did, did Tetsu ever go, huh, Akira, gear? No. No. No, there was a little bit of a... So, let's uh, talk about this revolution thing. <laughs> ah, the revolution. Yes. Revolution? So, on the date of release of the manga, uh, the movie, which was July 16, 1998, um, is the... 88. 88. 88. 88. Not 98. 88. 88. Sorry, yes. Tokyo explodes. Yeah. Crazy-ass explosion that kicks off World War III... Like, shit hits the fan. The world goes to crap. And now they're rebuilding. So now instead of Tokyo, we have Neo-Tokyo. Because that's just what you do when you destroy Tokyo. Obviously, yes. And they've won the bid for whatever their latest world, you know, Olympics are. 
But there's a secret underneath the Olympics. A dark secret. A dangerous secret. Yeah. Why it's actually underneath the Olympics, I don't know. That doesn't seem like the best place to put it, but maybe that's why it's the best place to put it. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's kind of weird when you think about it. Like, you know, it's not exactly like, you know, oh, let's take a really, really, really dangerous thing and put it in a place where you're going to have millions of people hanging out. Yeah, it just is not the uh, uh, most thought-through thing. At least I would think it's not very Maybe thought-through. it was just a weird coincidence that that's where they decided to build their little stadium. I don't know. Right, that's probably part of the, uh, the huge, like, conspiracy. I'm also guessing this is probably around the same time, in the, in the, especially in the, in the late 80s, that the Olympics were a way bigger deal than they are now. I mean, they're still a big deal now, but they seemed way bigger back in the day, like, when they're a much bigger, like, entertainment thing that everyone watched all the time. I watched the Olympics. But nowadays, you don't quite hear it talk about it as much as you did back in the day. Yeah, it depends. Like, I, I really think it's one of those things where it's... The, the ratings just aren't holding up. They still are good, right? But they're not quite as, you know, important anymore. Especially since you can find out your information through any number of ways yeah, about the Olympics. and various sports channels. and You might even get... You might even be able to see fencing in the Summer Olympics, and that's, like, unheard of. So, you know, it's... I'm wondering if maybe if the Olympic Theater, since it was channeled, all followed through just pretty much TV... Yeah. ...was a bigger thing back in the day, possibly for... Not only for America, but also Japan. Yeah, maybe Japan's still big on the Olympics. I don't know. They could be. I know that, you know, volleyball, if I remember correctly, is a... As a sport, getting way bigger than... Yeah. ...it used to be, thanks to the Japanese volleyball team winning. Yeah. So... I was totally rooting for him. But anyways, it's not really about the Olympics at all. That's no, like it a, isn't. That's, like, that's just a sub-point. Talk about going off on a tangent. You know. Instead, it's about bikers. And Kinda, yeah. Bikers, street gang. Street gang, yeah, you know. Led by this dude named uh, Kaneda. Kaneda. With his uh, buddy Tetsuo. Tetsuo! And they're off like, you know... They're having fun, driving around. Maybe there are uh, some other guys in the gang, but we don't actually remember their names, so they're not that important. That's right. Well, I guess, well, they're just sort of joyriding in the manga, but in the anime, the clowns are sc- screwing around on their turf. So it's time to saddle up and take them out. Yeah, they pretty much do. Um, and so you get the only start of the movie. and Guys on bikes, guys on bikes. Guys on bikes. Cool bikes. It's a very well together, put together scene. I mean, I think. Oh yeah. I mean, there's a reason why this is a classic. It's a very well animated film. And you know, and they're they're driving around. And next thing you know, they see like a seventy year old version of a twelve year old kid, and sort of creepy. lying there in the middle of the road. They go, "Oh shit, little child, looks kind of freaky." And then. Tetsuo has issues, and his issues compile as the movie goes on. Well, yes, that's one way of putting it. And by issues, I mean he's now become the world's strongest sidekick, but has no clue how to actually control his powers. Yeah, that's kind of a... it's weird. Well, Kaneda's constantly trying to save him from himself, or maybe just beat him up sometimes. I think it, that's the same thing. His motivation... Well, his motivation varies throughout the movie. Well, Kaneda's... Okay, this is a crap sack world. So, you know, it's Kaneda is a, a rude womanizer, skirt chaser. More than a womanizer, really. Skirt chaser. He's a thug gang guy in high school who's not a, that great of a guy. And he's our hero. The bad guys... Well, there really isn't a bad guy. I mean, there's a military, but they're less evil than... They're very, very like, we're going to get this done no matter what. Yeah, I mean, there's the one guy who is very serious military, and he's trying, he's protecting Tokyo, and he's damn well going to do it. It's just that happens to be at odds with some of what's going on with other people. And the actual government is so ineffectual as to not care that there's a psychic leveling their city until the psychic's leveling their part of the city. Yeah. 
And so it's more like a situation of, oh crap, oh crap. Yeah, it escalates into weird craziness. Because Tetsuo, he's not meant to have these crazy psychic powers. It's just a weird thing that just sort of happened. and He's not equipped to handle it. No one's equipped to help him handle it. Yes, because he's stronger than the other weird little old people children who are psychics also. He's way more powerful than like all three of them put together. And only gets more and more and more powerful. But meanwhile, everyone keeps going, Oh God, Akira. And who is Akira? All you know is that he's freaking powerful. I think he's Kaiser Soze myself. But, uh, but uh... Ah. Well, no, the Akira was definitely a person. I don't know, is that going to spoilers? or Are there spoilers for this? Akira was a dude. Kira was a dude. It's a he dude. He definitely name. was a dude. Yeah. It's a powerful dude. Possibly the most powerful of dudes. Of all powerful dudes ever. It's a pretty kicking dude. Then maybe again, maybe it was Kyosuke from Orange Road on a really bad day. We're not sure. He, it could have been, really. I mean, it's. Mm-hmm. As much as you actually see the guy on screen. Yeah. It, it really could have been. Could have been anyone. Yeah. Could have been us. Could have been you. You and Maybe home. it is us. Maybe it is you. Maybe the magic's inside you all along. Maybe there's a little Godzilla in us all. And sometimes you gotta fight a rock. You do. Because that's what? That's what you do for money. Yeah. So you can make a good movie later. That's right. Yes. This is a good movie now. Yeah. Well, it was a good movie then. It's true. Does this make any sense? Or we... No. Okay, good. What the hell are you guys talking good. about? Good, no, no, sense is bad. We don't want to make sense. Gotcha. You know, Kira actually does make sense, though. I mean, for a movie that deals in, like, really high and theoretical concepts. It does have some, um, it does have some visual mind-screw elements. But, yeah, the story is pretty... Pretty straightforward. Yeah. For like something that's like, oh, it's so deep. And maybe it is a little, but, I mean, it's not... It's not a... Uh, Unapproachable. It's not something that's you need to like a doctorate to understand. No, I, I think it's one of those things that you know. I don't think it's so much deep as it is interesting. Yeah, certainly, probably if this is your first exposure to anime, this is damn deep for a cartoon. It's true, but even if you know, like I said, I've been watching anime now for years and upon years. Mm-hmm. You know, almost two decades now. Holy crap! I know, and then like a, that's a mind screw. Uh, um, I'm only a few years behind you. <laughs> oh, since middle school, sometime. But even though watching, you know, and so I'm totally used to this sort of thing. Even now, I mean, it's like I said, it's not particularly. I don't think it's particularly deep, but it's very interesting and very neat. And I think that's good enough. I don't think you have to be the most crazy, mind blowing. This is the Matrix, whatever. Although you know. Matrix was based a little bit around Akira. The Matrix was based a little around a lot, a lot of things. A lot of anime. Akira and Megazone 2-3, just off the top of my head. But. I mean, it goes in the shell. The, the new revision goes to the shell now. puts everything in sort of a orange sepia tone instead of green tones. Yeah. Probably to distance themselves from, like, the Matrix. And the Matrix stole the whole green stick from them. Yeah, that's true. Which is funny. But, oh, Matrix. Anyways, we're not really it, here for lol Matrix, even though that's a podcast unto itself, probably. Probably, but we're here about Akira. Yes. And Akira's pretty good. I can definitely see why a lot of people, you know, will say it's the best anime ever. A lot of, For a lot of people, it's their only anime ever. It's true. I've run into many people who aren't really into anime. They've seen this. This is their favorite anime. Which can also take off anime fans, but uh, but honestly, this is not a. I don't think this is a bad anime to start someone off on. No, and I think a lot of people back in about the mid nineties uh, got into anime partially because of Akira, because it was one of the uh, comparatively few good things that were out compared to these days. So, well, I mean, it's a mo- for one thing, it's movie yeah, length. It's a movie, yeah. It's a movie, movie length. It has. Gorgeous animation, even now, watching it, yes. it looks wonderful. Like, it does not look aged at all. No. Now, you could probably put it on 
you probably put it on theaters now and you know, tell people you made it this year and they might believe you. Yeah, it's it is really really good. There's only a couple of scenes that you can tell that could have been made probably better of CGI, but it's rare. Well, it's 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 hand drawn done right. Yeah, and it all the way through. And so it's really nice to look at. It's got a very interesting story, especially if you've never seen anything like it before. It's gonna it's gonna blow your mind. And it tells a nice, compact story. There's not that much they leave undone. They're very good about giving you, this is what the movie's about, this is what happens, there you go. You get your typical anime cryptic statement here and there, but, you know, it's, that's just left hanging. But it mostly is, you know, they tied mostly, up at the end. Like, most everything that needs to be resolved is resolved. And so, and it's very approachable. And so it makes a really good introductory movie going, oh, you thought cartoons were like this? Well, check this out. Yes. And Akira does that job very well. Yeah, I, I agree. Like back in the day, you know, I said I read the manga and thought the manga was pretty neat. And I heard that the anime couldn't compare to the manga. So I never bothered to watch it. And watching it now, I, I feel that it totally will... It can compare. They're two definitely different things that are very similar in certain ways. Right. I mean, but, well, not the least of which is the manga goes further in the story. It, There's well, it, the movie really can't go further, but the manga has way more stuff. There's a point that's similar to the ending of the movie in the manga. It just it keeps going. Yeah. There's there's definitely more to it. Different things happen in different orders. Yeah. Like, I mean, the clown stuff is way different. It happens further on into the manga. It's more at the end of the first volume. Oh, well, yeah, there's more than... in the manga. There's more of the kids as, you know, hanging out, being <clears throat> kids, doing what they do in their normal day-to-day life. And, I mean, eventually, um, Kaneda actually gets gets it on with the chick. Totally. Saying, yeah. Like. In the movie, the yeah. In the movie, not really a spoiler to say, yeah, their relationship doesn't really go that far, but. Maybe it does after the, after the movie, but at that point, no one cares. We can only hope, but the credits have rolled. We don't care anymore. Yeah. But it is... It's, it's fun. It looks good. It's got awesome psychic action. Uh, it's got some of the best crazy psychic powers in anime, really. Uh, it's, or at least I think in the way it's done, in the way that it's not something weird like I can telekinese fish sticks or something but actual like normal psychic powers well by normal you know telekinesis teleporting mind control thought reading that kind of good stuff and you know Tetsuo turning into a giant disgusting you know monstrosity of flesh and organs that never gets old no so he pretty much turns into an old one it's freaky Um, he's a big Lovecraftian horror at one point but totally all made out of human parts, just yes. on a crazy scale, and that will always look awesome. It'll always look cool. It's it's a and it's people, a moment, and people can always reference and go, "Oh yeah, that's Akira." Yep, you know you're watching Akira when you see that. <laughs> I mean, where often do you see you know chil- you know old people that look like children, or children that look like old people? You know, I'm still fuzzy on that, but uh. You know, there are some, like, visual motifs that no one bothers, dares steal from them. Yeah. And, you know, it was a pretty sweet-ass bike that Kanye rides. It is. That is... I mean, there's a reason why Tetsuo, even though he's a crazy, powerful psychic, still wants to drive that bike. He God still wants damn that it. bike. And, you know, he just doesn't get that bike. <laughs> no, because that's Kaneda's bike. Kaneda's bike. Tetsuo has psychic powers. Kaneda has the cool-ass bike. You know, you, you get one, you can't have both. And I'll give Kaneda, you know, props because, boy, that kid tries. It doesn't matter if there's, like, five psychics out on loose in a rampage. He's still going to find himself a weapon and embroil himself in the middle of that fight. Whether he has any business being there or not. It doesn't matter. He's going to do it. even a chance of survival. Yet he does tend to survive. And that's why he kicks ass. And that was some hot rogue on Cammy kissing action in Marvel vs. Capcom 2. That's right. Sorry you guys missed it, but that was hot. Like, I mean, I have a feeling that if he thought he could take on Tetsuo in a fist fight, even though he's a gigantic monstrosity of a human, of a 
old one human being thing, I think he would have ta- taken that shot and maybe he would have had a chance. I just frankly like that he just throws, hey, laser gun, I'm going to take that. And, you know, starts going to town with a laser gun. And is way more useful at, at using it than the people trained to use it. Yeah, well, they weren't expecting a sidekick, I don't think. But, you know, you know, I don't even, I wouldn't even expect the sidekick. All psychic powers, you know, first time in, I didn't expect Texo would be able to bend laser beams with his psychic powers. It's but, true. hey, he can. Uh, <laughs> hey, look, when you have the you know, power of creation. Yeah. Powering your powers. Yeah. A lot of things. Lasers, not such a big deal. I mean, you know, if you get a jump on them, yeah, but, you know, right? Yeah, you can see the laser coming, no problem. Well, even then when Kaneda was using it, he was constantly, like, you know, going, crap, crap, laser, crap. He's like, yeah. like, when everyone else was using it, it's like, ha Well, they just oh, lined up in a line and went, lasers! And, you know, Kaneda would, like, shoot from... Through objects, or you know, oh, yeah, from behind, or you know, it was a he was sort of clever for a uh, high school uh, punk. Well, he was incredibly clever for a high school punk. I mean, for someone who's by all evidence, you know, like a below average student who just spends all his time riding around on motorcycles and beating people up, he apparently has a lot of wasted potential. I mean, sure, he keeps you know the terrorists and the government all on edge and on top of things and. He is a, not the. Uh, he is not a. He has uh, a name worth calling out. Yes. When you've just got to scream out a name. And they do uh, get under each other's skin, and yet at the same time, still kind of are really good friends. Even it is a pretty weirdness. good romance. Yeah. It's it sort pretty of a good is. romance. Protastic. What do you think, Rail? Yeah. I think y'all pretty much summed it up. Uh, I'm just kind of rambling at this point, but. Uh, I'm half asleep, though, and drinking a beer, so... And that's what a cure is all about. Being no, half asleep and drinking it. No, no, it's not. I've seen a cure maybe three times, and I can remember all three times. It was late at night, and I was half asleep, because it's just one of those movies that you just put on because you don't want to quite go to sleep yet, but you feel like eating cheese and crackers or some snack or comfort food just to watch, you know, as an alternative to playing video games or something like well, that. Well, that's the one it might... Well, I, as someone who doesn't do this, I can't say it. But it might be an anime that would be interesting to get high to, just for all the psychedelic imagery. Then again, it might be a really bad anime to get high to for the same reason. There's definitely a lot of psychedelic I'm imagery. I'm not going to comment on that. I think this calls for an Inabito Tellum. Hey, y'all, this DJ Inabito Tellum. You know how it is. I'm playing, you know, this game that if you drink weed to get high, or you smoke beer to get drunk. I mean, really. It's called Marvel's Capcom 2, and it's just crazy. There's like 52 characters, and Ruby Hodge beating my ass right now. It's insane, and I decided to John Beam like a penis. But It played pretty good, don't it? And do you ever run out of the potion for the beam penis? No, you don't ever run out of the, out of the magic beam potion or whatever it is. If Akira had potions, what kind of potions would they have? Giant gutsy potions. There you go. All right. With the pill label on them. The pill. You know, see, I only mention this because a lot of the characters do some kind of drugs. Although it doesn't come up as much in the anime as it did in the manga. It barely comes up in the in the anime. Like it happens. Like the person who wants the pills are actually Tetsuo because he's got his giganto like psychic Headache. migraine strangely um, massive amounts of drugs sort of keep him under control <laughs> like in the in the manga it's way more bigger deal like of a feeling it's much more of you know an anti-drug message is it present in the manga that just they one of those things they had to drop from the anime in the interest of telling a, a cohesive coherent story but there's a lot the of 80s. Yeah, there's a lot of yeah. stuff though when Tetsuo's psychic powers are first starting to manifest and he sees all sorts of crazy shit. Oh yeah. Like giant teddy bears. Like giant teddy bears. And giant teddy bears made out of people parts and other weird things. But part of that's like the other psychics screwing with them. That too, it doesn't help any, you know, but uh it's a, it's got some weird images in it, and it's got some crazy uh, power of creation, space and time becoming wonky moments. Alright, James? Bitch, the Wolverine is fighting Hulk. What the fuck's up with that? No, I don't know, because I'm pretty sure Hulk would win in most logical scenarios. 
want to get anything to do with the Hulk is logical. But yeah. Um. How many awesomes out of awesome can we give this venerable classic of Japanese animation? A uh, collection um, collection of every human organ of awesome. Rail. Uh, As you're drinking to get drunk. We get hot. My needle don't ever run out of the superpower magnet potion. Two uh, 2019 awesomes. Out of awesome for the year that it took place in. I am going to give it cy- hypersonic awesome. You know, we never mentioned hypersonic. But we can now. Yeah, because uh, back in the day, Akira, the theatrical release, was recorded in this sound technique that was this hypersonic sound. It was the most awesome sound science ever. That no sound system on Earth could actually properly replicate. Until, like, now with, like, 7.1 super crazy, like, home theater setups. Yeah, so you pretty much need a badass uh, home theater plus the Blu-ray version to actually enjoy this. And none of us have, but we can only imagine it's it's truly uh, awe-inspiring. Now, of course, this movie's been out for years, and so there's many, many different versions you can buy... Most are pretty freaking affordable. You know, VHS, DVD, DVD special editions. It's now just hit Blu-ray. The Blu-ray looks really, really good. It looks like... Since theatrical animation is way, way, way higher quality than just, like, high-def animation, they're able to, like, you know, spruce up the masters and stuff. And so it looks just as good as it ever did. I really do recommend either the Blu-ray or the, one of the more recent DVD releases. If for nothing else, you can get the Japanese language version and the uh, the newer dub, which, apologies to Cam Clark aside, I think was much better quality overall. Cause I, I took a little bit of the dub in when I was watching it, and it went, wasn't bad. And for me, that's high praise for a dub. And on the Blu-ray, you do get both dubs and the... And the Japanese track, as well as, you know, all your subtitling goodness. And you can listen to it in hypersonic. Hypersonic. Whatever that really means. Someone get a cool home theater system and tell us about it. (laughs) On the awesome line or something. Let's get some use out of that thing. There you go. You should actually play it, you know, from your home theater system into your phone so we can hear it via the awesome line. That's what you should do. You should. (laughs) I'm sure it'll sound exactly the same for us as it does for you. Wonders of awesome sound. That's right. Awesome Sonic. Awesome Sonic. The Sonic, so awesome, only three letters can contain it. That's right. Like Sonic CD. Yeah. Just like Sonic CD. Well, I mean, if you short it down, it's SCD. So. Yes. It's true. And if you short it down even more, it's awesome CD. Right. So, on that note... We're out. Wolverine's beating my ass. Wolverine's beating my ass. <laughs> What's up, bud? Beating your ass.
It's cool. I'm giving the soundtrack, so. Yeah, we should work that in there. Okay. <laughs> as long as it works into the actual soundtrack, that's all okay, I can about. Whatever. Should be penis. It should work. Da, da. Penis. I think it goes actual. Da, da. Penis. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, 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 maybe make a remix for us. No, penis. That's be too much work. Yes. Anyways. You can play it at anime cons. <laughs> You should uh, make it so it works into um, Rocky Top. The, the Akira Pitas makes. Yes. It's going to be big. 